Good afternoon and welcome back to the Daily Sports Buzz. My name is Taylor Handel and I'm joined by James Guy and we're here to give you today's latest sports news. Coming up on today's show, AFC Bournemouth hosts league leaders Liverpool at half past four on Sunday. Portland United aim to move into the playoffs as they face handball and we will also hear more from Weymouth Volleyball Club. We're first going to hand over to Elliot Murray who's going to preview Sunday's game at the Vitality. Bournemouth returned from their winter break with a visit of tabletoppers Liverpool on Sunday. This is Bournemouth's first Premier League game of 2024. The Cherries ended 2023 with defeat to Spurs but are by no means in poor form having been unbeaten in the previous seven games before that defeat as well as progressing in the FA Cup against QPR a few weeks ago. They'll be up against it on Sunday, however, as Bournemouth are without AFCON stars Antoine Semenyo and Dango Atara. The visitors will be confident coming into the game. They've lost just once this season and came out on top in the previous league meeting between the two sides this season at Anfield 3-1. We've got a clip from Andoni Iraiola's press conference earlier today. Here is what the Cherry Boss had to say. I'm quite happy with the two games we played against Liverpool, especially with the second one, the one we played here in the Carabao Cup. But I think we have to be at our best because probably they are... Now the team, they are top of the league. They've lost one game in all the Premier League season and it was when they finished with nine players. So if we want to beat them, it's not just enough to be at our level. No, we have to do something really, really good. We have to be at our best. We have to be clinical up front. We don't have to make mistakes. And it uh, takes a lot to win these kind of teams, yeah. We also spoke to Sky Sports commentator Gary Taphouse, who gave his thoughts on the game this weekend. Well, it should be fascinating because um, if you look at the form table over the last eight games, these these are the top two. Yeah. Um, I've had the, the privilege of, of watching most of Bournemouth's home games this season. And I would never have seen this coming, to be honest, the way the season started. Liverpool unbeaten in 13, longest current unbeaten run in the Premier League. So you've yeah. got two really informed teams here. You'd yeah. expect Liverpool to, to come out on top, but because Bournemouth have been so strong at home yeah. um, in recent months, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. There's, there's no reason for, Bourne, for Bournemouth to fear Liverpool at the moment, that's for sure. I'm now joined in the studio with Stephen Kadri, who'll be in the press box for the game this weekend. Firstly, Stephen, despite Bournemouth's AFCON absentees, Liverpool themselves will be without a couple of key players. Will that offer a boost to Bournemouth before the game? Yeah, definitely. I think Liverpool are missing a few key players, Salah, Trent, Endo. We saw it in their recent game in the Carabao Cup against Fulham. They did struggle. They scraped 2-1 win against them. And obviously, as I said before, Bournemouth, they're in good form. One defeat in the last seven or eight. And I think they can definitely take it to Liverpool. They beat them there last season. And I think, yeah, I think they can match them toes too. Dominic Solanke has been in fine form this season. He scored 12 times, two behind Salah and Haaland, and was December's Player of the Month. What kind of impact can he have against his former club? Well, yeah, he's obviously been the main man for Bournemouth this season. He's having a great season so far. I think if Bournemouth are going to get anything from this game, it probably will be through him. He hasn't scored against Liverpool in his senior career yet, but I do feel like if there is a game to change that, obviously Liverpool play a high line and he's the kind of striker that likes to get him behind. He can also score from headers, come receive it to feet. So, yeah, I think he can have a big impact. James, you've been covering Portland United this week. What can you tell us about this side of Dorset? Yes, Taylor. Portland United hosts mid-table Hamble Club for a 3pm kickoff tomorrow in the Velocity Wessex Football League. The home side are currently sixth in the table and a win would see the Blues overtake fifth place Brockenhurst and advance into the playoff spots with the luxury of having multiple games in hand. I spoke to Portland left-back George Stuttle to hear his thoughts ahead of tomorrow's fixture. Tomorrow's game against Hamble, I think it's going to be a very open game. Uh, they know how to counter-attack. That's where all their goals come from. But we've we've done our research and 
this week in training. I think we've prepared really well, but three points would be massive. I mean, it would take us up a position based on other results around us as well. But I think going into the game, we're looking really positive. The Camp and Satherley Stadium will be full of expectation tomorrow as new manager Kyle Critchell has started off in fine form this season. George Stuttle has been enjoying the campaign so far. Yeah, the new management at class, they come in last year, they brought a real sense of togetherness, uh, brought everybody closer and I think it affects our play style because it's changed so much. We're now a more possession-based side that play free-flowing football attack a lot more but um, personally I think I feel like I'm doing really well I'm playing in a new position left back but um, to be honest I feel like I've adapted quite well and it it suits me because I'm usually play used to playing in the middle at centre back but um, no it, it, it's really working and we're picking up a lot more clean sheets than we were last year under new management and it's really like on the up. The Isle of Portland base side is showing a lot of potential and Stuttle set his sights for the rest of the season. We're in sick for the moment with games in hands and we're really fighting for that playoff spot. It's between us and three other teams, but uh, getting three points tomorrow would be massive for us because it would set us up in a good position, hopefully, to win that playoff spot. Here's Toby Howe with the Daily Bulletin. In boxing, Chris Billum-Smith is set to fight Richard Riakpour in a world title rematch. Promoter Ben Shalom has announced the fight could be held at the Vitality Stadium, a familiar arena for Chris Billum-Smith who had won at the Cherries' home ground in May 2023 when he beat Lawrence Okoli by majority decision. Riakpour is the only boxer to have beaten Billum-Smith in his professional career back in 2019. Our sources understand the fight has been all but confirmed. In football, Antoine Semenyo's Ghana drew 2-2 with Egypt last night in AFCON action, with Liverpool star Mo Salah being forced off with injury. It's believed the forwards knock isn't dangerous, but it's too early to tell more. Last night, Troy Deeney was sacked by Forest Green Rovers after only just 29 days in charge. After his six-game spell, Deeney picked up just three points in his tenure. Ivan Tony is set to return to Brentford's first team this weekend. The Englishman will captain the side after eight months out of action and is eager to get back to the goals. I'd like to think it is straight away because I feel like I've been training well. I've been playing well in the uh, behind closed doors games and I don't see why I can't pick up where I left off. I've got nothing to prove to nobody but to myself I just want to be starting sharp, starting right and uh, be scoring goals again sooner rather than later. Tennis now and Russian 16-year-old Mira Andreeva has reached the fourth round of the Australian Open after a remarkable comeback against Diane Parry. The teenager trailed 5-1 in the deciding set before winning the next five games in a row to force a tiebreak. Andreeva prevailed and won the deciding set 7-6. In cricket, Hampshire's home ground has had a name change as of today. What was known as the Rose Bowl when first built was controversially renamed the Aegeus Bowl in 2012. Now, 12 years later, the cricket ground is to be known as the Utilita Bowl after a new naming rights deal. Yesterday, we covered the Weymouth Volleyball Club on the podcast and Will Oakley is here with a follow-up on that with part two, as he finds out about the accessibility of volleyball in schools, as well as Charlie Chambers and Harry Applin's push to play senior-level volleyball. Football, rugby, basketball, maybe even badminton. These are the sports that would come to the mind of most when thinking to PE at school. But what about volleyball? Weymouth Volleyball Club's under-18 boys captain, Harry Applin, thinks it should be pushed more in schools. I think um, volleyball is such a great sport and people just aren't aware about it. So obviously there's so many people that I now know who play volleyball, but I'd never have met them unless I sort of found, found the club on my own. Obviously it's not one of the main sports in, in England that we focus on. It's not given much time. 
And I think if it was, then a lot more people would find volleyball and enjoy it. Weymouth Under-18 girls captain Charlie Chambers has led her side to the last eight of the National Grand Prix, whilst balancing school and a part-time job along the way. I train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and I often play at the weekends, either one or both days. So working around school is quite difficult and a part-time job. Starting sixth form already doing that much meant that, you know, you just kind of had to get on with it and balance it. So for me right now, it's all working quite well. I think by the time I'm doing my, like actually taking my A-levels, um, I might have to re rethink and drop some. Harry and Charlie are both pushing to be more and more involved in the senior teams and are getting some chances at playing and training above their under-18s at the moment. Yeah, so last season I started on our Southwest men's sort of regional team. Now I train with our National Volleyball League One team, the Weymouth Beach team as they were previously known before we merged. It's, it's so good to get to train at that higher level because it opens you up to, to new things and you just become a better player from it. I've been playing on our Southwest like women's regional team for probably two seasons now. It's not as high of a standard as the men's. Um, I think it's a lot more social and I take volleyball probably a lot more seriously than some of the players on that team. But it's it's a great opportunity just to play and have a nice time. I really love like the people on, on that team and the connections I've made. With Charlie and Harry both doing well for their under-18 side, Weymouth Volleyball Club seems in safe hands and has a good future ahead. Thanks for that, Will. And that's all from us here today, keeping you up to date with the latest sports news. Bye for now. <laughs>